Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are studying the event, The Boy with the Unclean Spirit. This is found in three of the four Gospels. It's found in Matthew 17, uh, verse 14 through 21, Mark 9, verses 14 through 29, and Luke 9, verses 37 through 43. Today we're going to be reading out of the book of Mark. Mark chapter 9. Join with us as we start in verse 14. And when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, What are you arguing about with them? And someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I ask your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. And he answered, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy. And he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. It has often cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. Help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out. And the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. So this event here, there, there's a verse in here that I, I quote many times in my life. Uh, but we have this father, again, bringing their child. And uh, this child must have had a, a terrible time with this demon possession, uh, being cast into the fire, trying to, try, trying to kill him. But the father comes and asks for Jesus to heal him. When the disciples tried to cast out the demon and weren't able to. Jesus says, O oh, faithless generation, how long am I uh, to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Why did Jesus say that? Because Jesus was not with them for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Jesus and three of the disciples went up on the Mount of Transfiguration and uh, that was the moment when God uh, spoke from heaven. Moses and Elijah came to comfort Jesus Christ. 
And three of the disciples, the future leader of the church, were invited by Jesus, but the other nine were not invited. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel when you are not invited to a party or, you know, to be part of a team or to uh, join your friends? There is something in the heart. And the fact that Jesus was not there with whatever uh, state of the heart and the feelings and uh, mm-hmm. that in affects the spiritual uh, condition that led to a situation where the power of God could not be manifested among them. Mm-hmm. So Jesus Christ said, hey, um, I've been with you from the beginning. Now I just uh, went up on the mountain for a couple of days and look what happened to you. I, I agree with you. The way I look at this story is um, how many times do we wait too long to come to God in prayer? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it happens time and time again for me. I, you know, I, I believe in prayer. I love prayer. I pray, but I still don't pray enough. There, there are times where, you know, asking God for help, I wait until I've exhausted all my means first, and then I come to God and say, oh, God, help me. I can't, I can't do it. Um, and this is what I see here, that these disciples, um, they're trying to do it on their own. They're, they're trying to heal the boy, they're, whatever they're doing. They're, they're doing the best that they can, um, but they're not praying. They're forgetting prayer. Now, um, we have to be honest with the text. Jesus Christ doesn't pray either. No. He, um, he prayed when he resurrected Lazarus and other times, but there is no prayer in this situation, especially when he says this kind of demon cannot be cast out except by prayer. But we don't have to pray just the minute before something happened. This is about a life of prayer, a permanent communion, that uninterrupted prayer that Paul is talking about. And um, what happens is Jesus' communion with the Father the night before. And this is what I understand. We have to be in the state of connection with God mm-hmm. that is called prayer. Or the disciples, as long as they focus on themselves and their feelings and their discontent, uh, they are disconnected from the Father. And the power, of, the healing power of God could not um, uh, go through them towards this boy to be healed. Yeah, and, and I agree. Um, I, I think that's very much because Jesus is not praying here. Um, when you see a child trying to learn from their parents, oftentimes they imitate. Mm-hmm. And uh, children are many times like their parents because they're imitating what they see their parents do. And I imagine here the disciples were imitating what Jesus did, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get in the motion. Maybe they spit on the ground or, you know, got some mud and rubbed it in the eye. You know, maybe, maybe they tried to do the things that they saw Jesus do, mm-hmm. the outward appearance things, cast out, come out of him, all, all these things. But they're missing that prayer component, that mm-hmm. that night with God, that connection with God. They're they're missing that time because yeah, in the, when they come ask, why can't we cast it out? And that's the point that Jesus brings. Uh, there is a similar story in the book of Acts. Uh, it happened in Ephesus mm-hmm. when uh, some uh, uh, Jews came from Jerusalem. Uh, and they tried to cast out some demons, and the demons responded, "Look, um, I know." 
Jesus. Mm -hmm. You mentioned his name. Uh, I know who Paul is because, you know, his, everyone in our kingdom of darkness knows about Paul. That is, mm -hmm. you know, taking over our kingdom. But who are you? And uh, it's interesting that in this uh, great conflict between uh, Christ and Satan and Christ's agents, the disciples in this case, and Satan agents, some evil spirits, there is a balance of power and uh, a threshold by which they have to, to, to abide. Mm -hmm. And if the person that casts out demon uh, is not in the right category or doesn't have the right power, um, they have the freedom to disobey. <laughs> yeah. So what does this passage tell us about God? I like uh, how Jesus Christ initiated the process and he says in verse 16, he asked them, what are you arguing about with them? Um, he saw the crowd and um, he went to the disciples. Uh, Jesus Christ always makes the first step towards reconciliation, uh, mm -hmm. the first step uh, to bring us back to him uh, into our a relationship of salvation and he makes many times the first step towards healing uh, for me this is who God is he doesn't say hey you've done this or that you deserve it uh, I'm going to look the other way we believe in a God that is always making the first step because he's interested in our well-being he wants to restore us he wants to heal us this is what I see uh, Jesus Christ here. Mm -hmm. For me, I see a God of compassion mm -hmm. um, and a God who who protects. I don't know if this is mentioned anywhere else where Jesus cast out a demon, but when Jesus casts out the demon from this boy, he says, you mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Mm-hmm. So there's a for, he's forbidden from ever entering again. I don't I don't know if I've read that and and I could be wrong. I've I've not looked back that that Jesus says don't come back. Um and, and so to me I I see here a god that this is it's a boy and he might know the boy is not strong enough to withstand mm. to to build the walls up in the house to to keep the demons out so jesus is putting a protection around and a uh, personal god who has what's best for us mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, by the way um, the same line that you mentioned you mute and deaf spirit i command you come out of this and never enter him again uh, jesus christ is sarcastic it was the boy who was mute and deaf and Jesus Christ projected this on the spirit. You are mute and deaf. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that point, from that point on, the spirit was mute and deaf. Yeah. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden, he wasn't able to talk. Mm -hmm. So, this parable—not parable, excuse me—this passage. How is it speaking to us today? And what are we going to do about it? Uh, this passage is about prayer. It's about faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, the way it uh, spoke to me when I read it, and I read it again, is uh, this uh, expression of faith of the Father. So this is uh, another event when the healing of a person happens 
because of someone el- else's face. Mm-hmm. And uh, this man said, but if you can, verse 22, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus responded, if you can, why do you say that? All things are possible for one who believes. And immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. Maybe he paused a little bit, uh-huh. and the echo of those hills came back into the ears. He heard what he said. He processed in an instant of a moment. And he said, he continued, help my unbelief. Yeah. This cry, help my unbelief, is indeed a statement of faith. And this is how I should come before the Lord. With my questions, with my doubts, with my unbelief. A prayer, it's a conversation with God. When I open up my heart and I talk to Him. And, and this is what, uh, how this passage speaks to me. To be like this Father, open, uh, honest, uh, genuine, uh, not have those canned prayers that I go before the Lord to recite and I'm, you know, trying to impress sometimes God, sometimes people who uh, hear my prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, an invitation to have a genuine, open communication with the Lord in which we express everything that is in the heart. He knows it anyway. But he wants to hear it from us because when we acknowledge our situation, our feelings, our unbelief, that is like 50% of the problem uh, being solved. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And um, one, one other thing that I find interesting is I wonder how much faith the father had when he came to look for mm. Jesus in the beginning. You know, he believed that Jesus could do it. Jesus wasn't there. So he says, yeah. oh, you disciples, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe they stepped forward and he had faith. But then when they failed, it cut back a little. And sometimes in our life, we we expect God to answer a prayer. Yeah. But he doesn't answer it the way we think. And so the next time our faith is a little wavering. Yeah. Exactly. Um, um, but yeah, faith is not a feeling. Faith is more an action. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a belief, and and we need to get away from those feelings. And I love that prayer. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I like what you said. I like to uh, emphasize it again. Faith is not primarily a feeling. May have a feeling component, but in the core, it's not a feeling. It's an action. Yeah. It's the action of trusting God. It is like that. Uh, uh, dad with his little daughter and she was stepping on some you know stones and uh, jump on a, a sidewalk and uh, the father reached out his uh, arms towards the daughter and she jumped into his arms without thinking about the law of gravitation about whatever Newton has discovered mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it was trust yeah and trust is action Trust in action is the essence of what faith is. Let's pray. Father God, faith is what we need in our life. Amen. Faith is us doing what you've asked us to do, believing that you will bless. Faith is us taking the word of God and living it out, coming to you and surrendering to you. I pray that we won't be hidden, uh, hindered 
by our fears, by our feelings, but we will move forward despite our feelings, knowing that you are present, knowing that you are working. Lord, we believe. Help our unbelief. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.